Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. Now for today's episode, we've been very inspired by a new mindset that we are taking on. It's not really a new concept, but it's just a new way of approaching this. Yeah. Um, so it's from a entrepreneur from actually from like the GTA, like Toronto GTA area. Her name's Vivian K. And she's started her own companies. She is a business coach and mentor. And she has this whole concept called What Would Chad Do? And it's not an attack on a specific chat or anything like that, but it's basically for women to be like, what would, because we know that men tend to be a little bit more bolder with their decisions. They don't second guess themselves as much. So as women, when we are faced with certain decisions, especially I think in our careers, we tend to be hesitant and doubt ourselves. So instead, Vivian came up with this whole concept of, no, you got to think about what would Chad do in this situation? Yeah. Chad wouldn't doubt himself. <laughs> and Chad is essentially that like stereotypical guy that like, I like, I think this example is going around a lot lately, but the example of like, ooh, this guy who applies for a job, he's not anywhere near qualified for, but thinks he can do like that overconfidence in their own ability. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's all about kind of not listening to those self-limiting thoughts that we put on ourselves. And as Vivian says a, a lot, having the audacity to go after the big things and not doubting yourself before you even try something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you sent me it. And like literally as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, th- yes, at, to all of this. Because <laughs> like, I like it's something I've been noticing a lot more lately, but also just in general, like even like thinking of my own decisions, like when applying for jobs, like I don't like I apply for a lot of jobs, but a lot of them are like, okay, I meet at least a few qualifications. I've never applied for a job that where I was like, I can do this, but I don't meet any of the qualifications. They say like most of the time I'll read something and I'll be like, oh, they required this, so I probably won't get it. I'm just going to skip over it. And that's obviously in the very literal ex- like example she gave, but like there's obviously so many other areas too. So that was like, I was listening to this. I was like, oh my God, yes, to all of this, I do this. Like, Yeah, I literally had a, a Chad moment today. And I think a lot of my Chad moments, they don't necessarily come from like my full-time or my formal job, but they come a lot in freelance stuff and probably with two market girl stuff too, right? The ones Mm -hmm. where we're directly in charge of like how much money we're making. (laughs) And so I, I'm doing some freelance web stuff on the side right now. And, you know, the client comes back with some feedback and it's quite a lot of feedback. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of changes that they want. And I'm sitting there being like, I need to ask for more money to do this. I'm like doing the math about how much time I've already spent, how much I've been paid. I'm like, uh, wait, Chad would ask for the number that I'm mm-hmm. afraid to write down right now. Yeah. So, so I put that number because I was like, you know what? I'm going to say it. Amazing. I've actually been like noticed even just like with us, how we price to market girls things or myself, how I price my own like photography uh, work and all that kind of stuff. I've been thinking about that so much in the last couple of years, like where I'm like, 
I'll put down it. I'll be like, this is what I want to make. And this is what I think I should be making now. But I, but then you have the thoughts of like, oh, but no one will actually pay for that. Like, so you go back, you like subtract a couple hundred dollars and you're like, I'd be fine making this, I guess. At least I'd be working. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then I always regret it. And I always kick myself when I do that. Yeah, no, I know. And I think I've been like slowly because like, uh, I've been slowly pushing, especially for two market girls. I've been slowly pushing those, like being a little bit more confident in the numbers and the co- in the price point we put out, and like in our justification for that cost. Because I do like we put a lot of time and effort into it, and like when we get brands, be like, oh, we can't do it for this. Like the number of brands that come back that are like, oh, we only pay for this many followers. And I was like, yeah, but you're getting more than reach like you're getting this and you're getting content and you're getting this and you're getting all of the hours of work we put into this uh so just like I've been trying to teach myself to be more confident in my defending of the number we give Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating when you think about it it's something that Vivian mentions in the video as well we'll link it it's on her IGTV so we'll link it in the show notes like the full video where she talks Mm -hmm. about what this whole chad concept is but one of the things she mentioned is like as women we tend to be just so trained to follow the rules and just be by the book and you got to check all the boxes in order to do things and i think for so long you don't realize that that's what you're doing or that's Mm -hmm. why you're operating the way you are or you realize it too late yeah and then once you do realize it and once you see other people around you especially maybe the men in your life like your male co-workers how are they responding to certain situations once you see it you can't unsee it mm-hmm. but then because you feel like it's your fault you're like well why did i fall into this pattern i know better than this but it's also so hard to untrain that yeah especially because like it's not just you it's literally every other woman that like and i'm not trying to blame women obviously but like when we continually do we reinforce the fact that women will just go with whatever they're like whatever the flow is you know they'll just go with the flow they won't question anything they won't ask for more money they won't do whatever it is um and it's so hard to get out of that because it's just something that like people either expect either from themselves or from women in their lives and like I'm like it's so hard to re because you have to retrain everybody Mm-hmm. And that, and like, it's so hard too when you think of that. It'd be like, yeah, like I could, fi- like I could tell myself not to do that, but then there's like millions of other people out there that have to do the same thing. And like, do you trust those people to do the same thing? The other thing that crosses my mind, like when um, I saw this concept that Vivian has, like I started following Vivian a few weeks ago, and what drew me to her was just like her positive energy all Mm -hmm. the time like in her instagram stories they're amazing especially she really really likes plants (laughs) and when she has her like plant care days they're just it's such a mood and i love watching all of it um so when i saw that she had this well what would chad do concept i thought okay yeah but i don't want to think about chad i'm i'm more thinking well what would vivian do right now Mm -hmm. because she is like actually what you want to work towards whereas chad is just like this mediocre white dude that you're like i don't want to be chad i want to be vivian exactly like that was also one of the things that struck me there is that like um like i love the message that she's spreading and i think it's an important message but also i'm like 
I don't want to th- like I don't want to resort to thinking about what would a man do like I want to find a really strong woman who's doing it and be like what would that person do instead right mm-hmm. it's because it's the same thoughts of why do we have to think of what would a man do why don't we just say what would like a woman do and I find that with so many things in my life where like oh I'm listening to a lot of podcasts that are done by men but I love podcasting and I should seek out more female voices because that's more where I'll see myself represented right but then Mm -hmm. we fall into these things where it's like well this is the content that I'm listening to so you kind of you still get trapped with the chads yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) without a doubt (laughs) but another thing that like has always bothered me and I do it myself it bothers me that I do it is when it comes to compensation for like a full-time job, like when you're negotiating a contract. And I am someone who has always been very much of like, oh, I'm just happy to have a job. Like, and so you don't really ever push for more or you just accept you like, oh, they're probably giving what this job would pay. I like, I don't ever think of, maybe I can push to get an extra little bit or this. Um, But I was talking to a friend of mine who just got a new job and she talked about how she was like really proud of herself because she negotiated up like it wasn't much, but she was able to negotiate up. And I was like, like, I was like, and she was like disappointed that she wasn't able to get more and all this stuff. I was like, the fact that you negotiated at all is huge like that. And it's little things like that that are going to help people realize that women are valuable Uh, that they're confident that they can do the job well that like and to expect people to negotiate and women to expect each other to negotiate on things like that so I was very inspired that um, a friend of mine was able to do that and actually came out with a positive result even if it was a small increase it was still an increase Um, and the act of doing it is just so powerful too right oh yeah definitely do you think that for you is it more like a fear of getting the no or fear of them being like well maybe we'll just go with somebody who isn't so difficult yeah honestly I think it's a combination of both it's the idea of like having to justify your worth like them being like but what like this is how much we think you're worth and having to like justify yourself like that is just an uncomfortable thing to have to do um but it's also the fear of like maybe they'll just be like oh I'll just go with somebody else then someone who is willing to settle for cheaper money and all this stuff but it's also like and I tell the thing that bothers me the most is I tell other people this but I don't follow my own thing is that I'm like if they're offering you the job they obviously want you you are their top choice at least at the moment you are their top choice and they're at least like they're not going to just say no right away even if it does end up resulting in a no or whatever they're not going to just be like oh no goodbye (laughs) like it's never going to be just that and like I tell people this all the time but I could never follow it myself (laughs) I suck at it (laughs) or like the one time that I've tried to negotiate a contract I like I like talked about this and the thing and I like tried to negotiate and they're like oh but this is just what the job pays and I just kind of accepted that and I was like damn I really shouldn't have and it was like a horrible contract like it was horrendously underpaid for what my job entailed and the job title like I was like it was just horrible um I wasn't at that job long <laughs> <laughs> uh but like so but even like when I did try and negotiate it was still resulted in just me being like oh okay at least I tried by like but I didn't really try actually that hard <laughs> mm. 
it's it's okay it's a baby step though right yeah you gotta start somewhere i guess but i think it's also the whole idea like going back to not wanting to be difficult and wanting to kind of be like a people pleaser because i do think that that's also a quality that is very ingrained into women Mm -hmm. like our whole lives somehow i don't even you don't want to see happening yeah you don't want to seem like someone who's just gonna cause a problem with everything yeah and so that in a way holds us back a lot not just in negotiating but probably also in sometimes saying yes to things that we shouldn't like it's hard Mm -hmm. to say no because you don't want to be difficult and you don't want to let people down and so maybe you spread yourself too thin and you try to take on too much right because you just you want to say yes and you want to help out and you want to prove that you're enough even though you're already doing that Mm -hmm. yeah I do that a lot too I need to like again there's so many things that like I tell other people and then don't follow through with them myself because it's so easy to tell someone, but it's like really hard to actually do it. Um, But like, it's like things of like, they're like, hey, can you do this? And you know, like, it's not like, A, it's not your job. It shouldn't be your responsibility or you're already doing too much. And like, you just like saying that like, hey, I need like, or no, or even just being like, hey, I have a lot on my plate right now. Can this wait or whatever it is? Like, you just don't want to feel like you're difficult. You're difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we should t- probably try to give some advice, even though we are still <laughs> trying to navigate these situations ourselves. I will say that I think for me, the biggest thing that helps with that is seeing other women do it. Mm-hmm. So having those strong female figures in your life, like whether it's directly at your work or it's somebody that you follow on social media and they are putting out that kind of messaging, like consistently seeing that messaging and being exposed to it that will make a difference even if you're not acting on it you need to keep seeing it and hearing it because then it'll feel Mm -hmm. more normal like you're more likely to act on it right yeah well even like hearing my friend when she told me that she negotiated her contract up and like hearing that I was like you don't know when I am up for like when my year-end review and all that comes up I am negotiating (laughs) like I've just decided (laughs) like I was like if if she could do it I could do it (laughs) yes you can I believe in you (laughs) but yeah I also think like just in a sense of like because the job is like the easiest example I have because I think it's where I think in the job force is probably where most women face this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um, at least based on my experience so could be different for other people but I think also what like plays into the whole like settling for maybe what you don't think you're worth, like lower than what you're worth, not negotiating all this stuff. And like the idea that there's like a million other people out there that were willing to do that job for that cost. And mm-hmm. it's like making sure that like when women decide that they're worth more and that they're worth what men are worth, it's that it's like a whole collective of people actually doing it. And that's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true because like us fighting for ourselves and our worth right now will make that become the normal so that the women after us they will get a better normal right mm-hmm. it's everybody whenever when we rise up we all rise up in a yeah. way right that yeah. makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah totes <laughs> like i see it a lot especially like in the um blogger community as well when it talks about uh like negotiating fees with businesses and brands and stuff like that um, where people talk about how um, and obviously we've been guilty of working with brands for free too because you get so excited sometimes there's this whole idea of like 
don't work for free you know your time is worth money even if you only have 300 followers or whatever it is and when you accept to do something for free it sets a standard that people think influencers or bloggers or something can work for free it's just free labor that you can get and free marketing um so it's that whole idea that like you're whether like you're doing it for yourself but you're also doing it collectively for everybody else as well Mm -hmm. if we all hold ourselves to a higher standard then we all can get what we are worth Mm -hmm. like when even just one person accepts something lower than they think they deserve they're cheapening like the standard for everybody else accidentally Mm -hmm. and I mean especially when you're first starting out in anything whether it's you're new in your career or you're starting a new blog and you haven't had very many sponsorships or you're trying to just get those um, freelance clients that's the time when you're going to probably undervalue yourself a lot Mm -hmm. but it's not staying at that valuation that you give yourself when you're starting out you have to keep increasing it and I think that's the hardest part like even us we're four years into TMG we're into our careers and freelancing and stuff but I don't know about you but I still constantly struggle to quote people for the money that I should be quoting them for I literally I do this all the time where I'm like I want to make this much money an hour I calculate roughly how long a project will take me and then I look at the price and I'm like oh they won't pay that that's too much money but and then I like sometimes I lower it and sometimes I'm like I'm like no like I really want this job or I really want this project or whatever it is and like I've lowered it in the past but I'm trying to be okay with losing a job to ensure the standard is still there that like like because I also don't want to regret any work I do even if I love the work I will still regret a job that I did for way little, like not enough money, even if like Mm -hmm. I loved it. So it's trying to hold and it's such a hard thing to do. It is so, so difficult. But trying to keep yourself at that standard of like it's worth losing this job if it means you're helping increase the value of women, I guess, and what people are willing to pay for females in the workforce in any workforce Mm -hmm. because i think you also have to decide like the value of a project comes in different forms right there's the monetary value that you get out of it right just Mm -hmm. the cash but then there's also the portfolio piece that you might get if it's a really significant client or a significant project that can look really good for you and also if they're a client that you know they're going to spread your name to a bunch of their friends and their partners and other companies that's potentially valuable as well and then the other thing I always consider is if I'm going to put my time into this how much of like does this project mean very much to me Mm -hmm. because if it means a lot to me then I I'm more likely to see the value of those other things if the money can't quite be there but if it's a project where I'm just kind of like um there's definitely other ways I would like to spend my time but right now I could use the money so I'm going to ask for the money that I deserve because I don't want to do this work but I need the money so you better make sure you're getting the money that you're worth when you don't even like the work (laughs) yeah really (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's like I we've like morphed this conversation a little bit but it's all Mm -hmm. I think largely it's about like just confidence in your ability whatever you're asking for all that kind of stuff that I think like 
like I struggle with daily (laughs) even like when we talk about ourselves like on the podcast or like as a whole in TMG and we're like oh you know like we're not that like we can't speak to this because we're not experts and we're not this and we're not this like we always kind of lead with what we're not rather than what we are and it's like Mm -hmm. trying to change that uh that mindset of like we may not be certain things but we're doesn't mean we don't know anything (laughs) and that we're not valuable to whatever it is so it's changing that mindset that's just so difficult though (laughs) Yeah, that's huge because we really do forget like how much we have to offer, whether it's in like skills and knowledge and stuff like that. So it's learning to talk yourself up. And this is something that I have like heard from interns who are, (laughs) let's say the the male interns tend to be a little bit more confident than my coworker Mm -hmm. and I who are both female. They're like, you guys have to talk yourselves up a little bit more. And we're over here like, what? No, no. But now it's like at a time when, you know, there's some new management and stuff and we need to really advocate for ourselves because the management that was there before isn't. So there's no one to speak up for us. So it's never been more important, I think, for us Mm -hmm. to just be like straight up. Yeah, these are all the things we offer. Yeah, we can do all of these things. And yes, we are wildly underpaid for it. Let's talk (laughs) about that. Yeah. I've like... The whole idea of, like, a male intern talking to their female boss, like, I know it was encouraging, but it's so, like, I'm like, imagine, imagine any female intern went to their male boss and was like, you know, you need to have more confidence and talk yourself up and do all this. I'm like, that would never happen. (laughs) Like, it's just like, that whole idea, like, I appreciate that it came from a good place. But it's mm-hmm. also, like, so, like, demeaning in a way. It, like, reinforces kind of what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he, he was totally coming from a good place. He's a very good friend. And we love when he amps us up like that because we honestly, we do need that. But it is very interesting to hear it come from not only an intern, but also somebody who is, like, two years younger than you and all this kind of stuff where you're like, we shouldn't need to hear this from yeah. him. We should believe it ourselves. And yet we don't. And then, you know, we also look around and see our interns moving on up in ways that we aren't. So it's like, again, why are we holding ourselves back? Mm -hmm. And it's something that Vivian says in her talk, like, make the big moves. So it's also trying to figure out what those big moves are and how do I make them? And how do I stop second guessing it? I also would like to say that I think part of like, like you see in many fights, injustice fights and all that kind of stuff it's not necessarily just about the person who wants more to have to speak up it's also about men ensuring that they're speaking up for the women in their lives and yes it's all it's a like you could be like your intern was like being encouraging words are appreciative but it's also being very vocal about these things like if um if a man can't do a job, maybe suggest a female, like it, in terms of like a very specific example of freelance work. Like if there's not someone who can do your job, like you got offered a thing, you don't have the time to do it, pass it off to a woman in your life that you know can handle it and tell them what other people are willing to pay, what were will- what they were willing to pay you so that a woman doesn't get shorthanded. Like I think one of the things that I've always struggled with is m- money talk. 
Like Mm -hmm. I love talking about money. I think it's something people should be more comfortable talking about. And it's not until people are more comfortable talking about it. Cause like women don't necessarily know they're getting paid less. Mm -hmm. Right. And men don't always necessarily know they're being paid more because things like this have been kept so secretive and all these kind of things. So it's having those like open discussions, people like helping each other out and understanding that like competition really isn't the answer to life's problems. Mm -hmm. Like healthy competition is fine. Like that's part of life. But like, I, I just like, there's room in every career for everybody who wants to be there. And I just think like when you are able to help each other out, whether you're a man or a woman, it's like, it's important to do. Mm -hmm. And it's also like when you say it's important for, you know, the men to recognize this too, that's a huge part of it is that there's so many men that don't realize what we are or aren't saying Mm -hmm. um, because they've just never had to consider it and no one has said it to them mm-hmm. so even like in my life these are conversations that I have with people around me where it's like you might it might be easy for you to say that and you think all these things but this is the reality of what how a lot of women feel in this situation but and you can see the contrast so much so even just having those conversations and bringing them into the conversation can mm-hmm. help too yeah no I think it's like it's very important because I think for any kind of movement or injustice you're trying to correct in any space you need to talk to the people who have the power at the moment and right now it is white men (laughs) who have that power over a lot of different areas of life and to not have the people who are currently making decisions understand what's going on like it's hard to make change Mm -hmm. when the people who are in charge of decisions are not like have no idea what's going on they're ignoring it whatever it is they don't experience it whatever it is you have like you have to be able to kind of like speak with those people and be very open Mm -hmm. so circling back to the video yes Catherine yes when you were watching it yes and Vivian is talking about um having the audacity to go after these things and make the big moves was there like a big move or something that you were like I should do that thing that when she's saying that I'm thinking of this thing. Uh, not necessarily. I did do like a big, like I went looking for like brands for photography and like sent out emails. Cause like, that's another thing that I think at least me as a woman does where I'm like, you know, if brands want to work with me, they'll reach out. Like I, I can't reach out to them. That's, that's pushing it too much. That's being too aggressive. <laughs> um, so I, I did send out a bunch of emails to brands that I wanted to like do work for. Um, haven't got any emails back, but I did it still. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I was trying to figure out what my big move was. I mean, I know one that I often come back to is like, well, would I make a big move in TMG? Like, what would that look like? Because, mm-hmm. like, we talk about that. All the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. All the like, time. Our big move would be elevating our brand more, putting more of our time and our resources into it so we could build it into its own thing because working for ourselves and doing that together would be pretty it's, freaking awesome. Yeah. It's, like, TMG is one of the things that's, like, it's so much fun. It's stressful at times. But it's still fun. 
And you like, like anytime I'm working on this, I'm like, God, I wish I was doing this full time. Like, I wish I was working with my best friend and we were creating really cool content, working with brands we loved, and it was all up to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think maybe that, I don't know, something about maybe being home more and probably also the fact that I'm cooking more kind of makes me feel like this really, this is something more that I could work towards because like when you're so caught up in a job that you're going to every day that other thing can feel so much further Mm -hmm. away but right now it doesn't yeah does that make sense yeah it's hard like I find like finding that balance of like um because like our daytime jobs we get paid for so like we know this work needs to get done TMG we don't really get paid for very much so like if there's something that takes priority, it's going to be the thing we're getting paid for because we need money to survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so so it's, we, it's hard. Yeah. Like we have all these ideas and things that we want to put into action, but then where does the day go? And then like at the same time, there's only so much time I can spend mm-hmm. in front of my computer. I, you know, like and I want to make like, so many things. And we've had so many episodes talking about taking breaks and making sure we're taking care of our mental health. And, like, working too much does not take care of your mental health. (laughs) Like, finding that balance is so hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's, like, that's another thing. Like, when you talk about the breaks and the balance and stuff, there was this whole rise of, like, the girl boss and the hustle culture where you just, like, you work, 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 Mm -hmm. work, work to achieve it. And I think we've kind of gotten to a point where that doesn't really seem cool anymore. Yeah, or people are that- starting to realize and be like, this isn't really healthy. <laughs> like, that's not a yeah. healthy mindset to have. Yeah, but I remember getting so caught up in that and being that person who was like, yeah, I slept like five hours for the past like 10 months. It's great. <laughs> but like, look at all this cool shit I did. <laughs> yeah, which is... Like, it's still cool. it's still great to get those things done, but, like, sacrificing your mental health and your well-being is not cool. No, it's not. Okay? <laughs> and, like, again, it's largely part of the just culture we're at. I, like, I also hate the phrase girl boss and all that stuff. Like, I say mm-hmm. it, too, which disappoints me sometimes. <laughs> you just kind of get caught up and you're like, why did I say that? I hate that word. Because <laughs> I hate this whole, like, adding, like woman or she yeah, or something yeah. in, uh, like in front of powerful words and i'm like like the there's like this thing called ceo yep i hate it so much because i'm like no she's just a freaking ceo ceo yeah. isn't a male term it's a term for someone who is a um a chief executive officer that's that's just that's not a male term you don't yeah. need to make it a woman's word like i hate it so much <laughs> but yeah no Going circling back to TMG, it's something that we've like we have these discussions like all the time about like oh I want to do this and we want to do this and we want to be able to do this, but something about this time too feels a little bit more genuine. Again, I I hope it doesn't like die out a little bit, and obviously that could also come from just like needing sleep and rest and all this stuff. Um, but like it just like I. I think both of us have actually been like thinking like individually because we didn't just we did we started talking about this like the past couple days Mm -hmm. but 
based on our conversation, it seems like both of, both of us have been thinking about this for a little while about like things that we can do within TMG to help make it what we want it to be and like create this life that we want to have within mm-hmm. that is like supported by TMG. Um, it's, you know, ha- it's the how we got to figure out. <laughs> I will say, I think the one thing that is giving me a little bit more confidence, I guess, in our ability to do that is the cookie ebook that we got mm-hmm. out. That to me felt like a really good accomplishment. And I, we kind of both saw what we had to put into it. Like I had to shift my focus from being super ahead on all the video edits to, okay, let's get this book, design it, because Kat's been testing the recipe. So I can actually divide my time differently instead of falling into the exact same routine. And then we can actually get this thing done. And even though it was a lot of work, mm-hmm. I like I didn't burn myself out making that. So the fact that we were able to adjust our workflow and make it happen kind of gives me a sense that we just have to figure that part out maybe. Yeah, it's about finding ways to do things efficiently and not just overwhelm ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think I think our next phase is our website redesign, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I'm excited for, especially since like officially kind of like this is something we talked about months ago again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, life happened. Um, but uh, I'm excited to kind of get that going and like set up the foundations of TMG to hopefully turn it into what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chad. Chad, I would like to say Chad did not inspire me to do this. Vivian inspired us. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Vivian even inspired though, me so much. Yeah, even though the title of this episode will probably be something along the... Chad will probably be in the title of this episode, I assume. It's not about Chad. It's about strong women like Vivian who are uplifting other women to be just as strong as she is and confident in in their ability and their worth and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we keep talking about um, like turning to these other women too, but then isn't it also kind of on us to like keep having these conversations and keep saying these things because like, couldn't we be those strong women for other women too? I, I think we could. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think that's also something that would be cool to be able to build into TMG as we try and like morph this into what we want it to be. Um, building it into a way that it promotes and encourages women, you know, because mm-hmm. that it I mean, it's a woman run company. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's our more obligation. <laughs> Yeah, and we're proud as heck of that. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts on Chad or Vivian before we um, go? Yeah, I don't think I like. I honestly don't think we're in a place to offer advice after all of this stuff. I think there's a <laughs> lot of like soul searching to do and figuring yes. out our lives. Um, but I wonder if there's like, is there something we can say we're gonna try and do? Maybe give ourselves like something to like kind of not aspire to but to like motivate us like do we want to like you know when we were talking about with our anti-racism work we were like giving ourselves like we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this should we do the same for this kind of thing 
Probably, because like when you force yourself to actually have something concrete, then you're more likely to follow through on it, right? Yeah, and I think it's like important to give yourself those kinds of like, not like, like nothing with a deadline, nothing with this kind of stuff, but those kind of just like things of like when you tell yourself that you're like, this year I'm going to do this. You kind of just give yourself that little extra bit of motivation, right? Mm-hmm. And it like adds to the confidence your confidence boost basically it feels like we are we're halfway through 2020 right now and we're talking about our new year's resolutions (laughs) (laughs) no i hate new year's (laughs) resolutions okay this is a mid-year resolution resolutions should be for whatever time you want them to be (laughs) the time is now Catherine. yes um so i think I think something that we can say we're going to do is going to dedicate more time to figuring out how we turn TMG into more sustainable of a business for us, where it actually can figure out a way that it can support us long term. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That that is our kind of actionable item. And obviously, it's going to take a lot. It's like a lot of little things and some big things that are going to have to work their way. But I think 2020, particularly the the second half of 2020, has been a night like there's been kind of a shift in TMG's focus. Um, And I think we we didn't really do it talking to each other. We just kind of both individually, I think, decided this. And like when we started talking, we're like, yeah, I agree. I've been thinking Mm -hmm. about this, too. There's been this weird shift of like figuring out you're like, no, TMG, like, Yes, it's about fun and yes, it's about creativity, but you know, it can also be a business. It can be something that like supports us and that we can do. It's finding finding that. Yeah, I think we both kind of have always had that in our mind. And I know anytime there's ever the thought of like, well, what if I lost my job right now? Like, what if I got laid off? Because, you know, that's kind of, that's been a possible reality, that's, especially with that's the That's a reality for a lot been. of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it was like, if I got laid off, you know... I might just le- really lean into TMG and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So we're we're leaning in without being laid off. <laughs> exactly. We're trying to do it safely or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. But something that I always hear in the entrepreneur world is like not having that safety blanket of like yeah. Oh. At one point, you're going to have to, like, quit your job and you're going to just have to go for it so you don't have that safety blanket to fall back on because then you won't yeah. try as hard. Which, again, I, there's also problems with that, too. Convincing people to quit their jobs, I think, is, like, not a great thing to do. But it's that mm-hmm. it's those two things fighting of, like, I know I need security in my life. I know I need money to be able to do this and also, like to live and to enjoy my life and to whatever it is but it's also understanding that like don't let your job hinder your drive to make your side hustle an actual job yeah like you don't want to get too comfortable in that job that you only kind of like and then you get too tired or too there's just no motivation to go after that thing that actually has the spark yeah yeah but I also think where our problem lies is I think we both actually enjoy our full-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like obviously there's aspects that we probably both don't like of it, but like, I love my job and like that also, like, I'm like, I'm like pushing to like progress in my career there, but I'm also like, but I also want TMG to be my career. <laughs> like yeah, it's so the, weird. 
the really weird thing is that like literally everything I do in my job every week that could translate directly to TMG and I could be doing that exact same work except for TMG so at least I'm practicing all of that and I know what that (laughs) workflow could look like if I did ever translate it over so I think that you're right though like that's why we are still in our jobs because we like them (laughs) yeah like I honestly like if I had a job that I didn't love as much as I do I know like obviously I don't think I, I wouldn't quit it I'm not that kind of person to quit without something to fall back on but like I know I'd be putting like and I already put a lot of effort into TMG but I know I'd be like pouring my heart into like trying to figure out how to make that work mm-hmm. it's understanding how to make that a priority without obviously sacrificing your full-time job in the meantime mm-hmm and like again anyone who's listening to this episode please go and check out vivian and mm-hmm. her instagram and her um, business and everything because she really like she built her companies at a time when i think she had just had her son and the father had left so she was kind of just on her own and she built this thing up because she wanted to kind of show her son that you can go after the things that you want you can make it happen um so yeah, she had like that fire to be that positive role model for her son. And it's just, it's so insanely inspiring. So mm-hmm. please go follow her. Yes. I mean, her and amongst other people, yeah, women sparked this like big drive push, I think for us. Yeah. Which I'm grateful for. Yeah. So from now on, it'll be like, what would Vivian do? Yes. What would Vivian do? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this episode if you have any thoughts on what we talked about feel free to reach out to us you can send us a voice message if you're listening using the anchor app or you can send us an email at twomarketgirls at gmail.com all of our recipes and our videos are at twomarketgirls.com and we're called two market girls on youtube and on all of the socials everywhere everywhere <laughs> and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes And definitely check out the links because we will link to uh, Vivian's video that we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. about Chad. It is a worthy watch, no matter who you are. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.